I'm Bethany Van Delft, and this is the 10 News, where we get the lowdown on what's up in the world. It's Tuesday, July 27th. Let the games begin. On your marks, get set, go! The Olympics officially started on Friday, and we are so hyped here at the 10. So just like Team USA Olympic swimmer Katie Grimes, let's dive in. After being postponed for the first time in history because of the pandemic, the Summer Olympics are back on in Tokyo, Japan. Yes! It's an exciting time for the 11,000 athletes who have worked and trained so hard to finally show off their stuff. It is an exciting time, but the pandemic has definitely cast a shadow over the games. The games began as people in Tokyo protested them going on in the midst of a COVID surge. And already, some athletes and Olympic staff have tested positive for COVID, and many others have decided not even to attend. Dang it. It's even affected other parts of the games. In order to social distance, Olympians will actually put on their own medals. That means instead of an Olympic official hanging the medal around the winner's necks, athletes will get the medal on a tray where they'll put it on themselves. Okay. The Olympics will run through August 8th, but the sports action doesn't stop there. After a short break, the Paralympics kick off on August 24th, which showcases some of the world's most incredible athletes with disabilities. I cannot wait to watch the games. From archery to wrestling, athletes from around the globe are competing in 33 sports for the chance to win more than 300 medals. Swimming and gymnastics are two very popular Olympic events, but there might be a couple of games you're not as familiar with. Our sports correspondent, Kenny Curtis, is here with a primer to some incredible Olympic events. It's Olympic time. For 16 straight days, we get to sample from a true buffet of sports. 33 of them with 339 different events. That is one big buffet, friends. And like any buffet, sometimes you see something unusual. And you aren't sure whether or not you want to try it. Uh... Now, this is also true at the Olympics. Most of the sports are pretty straightforward, but there are a few that are a bit more complicated, especially the ones we're less familiar with. So I've decided to give you a sampler platter of three of the more unique menu items. Can you tell I haven't had lunch yet? First up, artistic swimming. Formerly known as synchronized swimming, this is actually one of the more popular summer Olympic events. I mean, who doesn't love coordinated swim routines complete with heavy makeup and bedazzled swimsuits? Come on, it's a feast for the eyes. But have you wondered about the scoring system? I mean, how do they pick a winner out of all that? Well, here's the breakdown. Artistic swimming is divided into two categories, duet, which features two swimmers, and team, which features eight swimmers. Both the duet and the team categories involve two routines, free and technical. Technical routines have a required list of elements or moves that must be performed. Each team is judged on the execution, meaning how well the elements were performed, and overall impression which includes choreography, synchronization, and degree of difficulty. 
During free routines, the team can pretty much do whatever it likes and doesn't have to meet any specific requirements. The team is judged on technical merit as well as creativity and choreography and overall performance. Now, this is a lot like gymnastics, so the scoring for artistic swimming can be highly subjective. The judges have a lot of wiggle room to interpret the rules and assign scores. You might see a performance, for example, that you think is flawless, but ends up receiving a lower score from the judges because of the technical imperfections you're not trained to pick up on. This is an outrage! Still, the beauty of the sport is the overall feeling you get while watching them perform. Artistic swimming does a great job of combining athleticism with artistry, and the result is something unlike anything else in the Olympic Games. And nothing like what you normally see at your community pool. Next up, water polo. Drew Holland remains in goal for the United States. Now, if you're a fan of swimming who happens to like basketball, then water polo is for you. While not a common American sport, this is a very popular game in the rest of the world, especially in Europe. Water polo is played inside a large 30-meter pool with a net attached to either end. Each team consists of six players and a goalie. The game is divided up into four eight-minute quarters and the team that scores the most goals wins. Players pass or swim the ball to move it up the pool. A team can only have possession of the ball for 30 seconds before they're required to shoot. Just like in basketball, every time a shot is taken, the shot clock is reset. Players are also not allowed to touch the bottom of a pool. They must be swimming or treading water at all times. Now, if the score is tied at the end of the game, there's a shootout to determine the winner. This is very similar to a penalty kick shootout in soccer, where the best of five shots determines the winner. Listening to myself here, I don't think I made it clear how hard it is to play this sport. Did I mention that they have to tread water the whole time? Okay. And last, but certainly not least, handball. Oh, well, they weren't expecting that. They were waiting for him to push the ball back out behind. Now, handball is a combination of basketball, soccer, and rugby, with maybe a little lacrosse thrown in. It's rumored to have been invented during medieval times, but it is hugely popular today in northern and eastern Europe. To play handball, you need six outfield players and one goalie on the court at all times. The objective of the game is to try to outscore your opponents. Goals are located at either end of the court, and they're roughly the size of a hockey goal. Unlike basketball, however, the ball in handball is much smaller, only slightly bigger than a tennis ball. There isn't much dribbling, although that is allowed, and players can take up to three steps with the ball without being called for traveling. Ah. Most of the time, the ball is passed back and forth between players. Like lacrosse, there's a crease area a circular line around the goal that players are not allowed to cross. Only the goalkeeper can go in there. The game is divided into two 30-minute halves. Like in basketball, one team possesses the ball and moves down the court trying to score, while the other team tries to stop them and maybe even steal the ball. It's high-intensity, fast-paced, and often high-scoring, and in my opinion, really fun to watch. Nice. If the game ends in a tie, a shootout will determine the winner, just like in water polo. In fact... In a lot of ways, handball is actually a lot like water polo, just with a smaller ball and a lot less water. So if you're skimming through the Olympic coverage and catch a glimpse of sequins in a pool or a strange basketball-soccer hybrid or maybe a bunch of people treading water with a volleyball, at least now you'll have some idea of what you're looking at. 
And maybe you'll try something new from the buffet. Who knows? It might become your new favorite. Thanks, Kenny. If this has taught us anything, it's that there is a sport for everything and cannot hurt to try something new. Now let's check in on some headlines. Right now, dozens of wildfires are raging across the United States. The largest is the bootleg fire, which has already burned more than 364,000 acres of land and has caused countless people to evacuate their homes. This year has already seen over 34,000 fires in the U.S., already more than the fires during all of 2020. That's bad. Speaking of our climate, the European Union recently announced a new plan to shift away from fossil fuels. The proposal includes some new trade rules on countries with fewer environmental restrictions and banning the sale of gas and diesel cars in the next 14 years. Great job. And finally, in more Olympic news, the Olympic Committee has made its city selection for 2032. Brisbane, Australia will host that year's games, making it the third time Australia is hosted. 2032 may seem like a ways away, but it takes years for cities to prepare to welcome the world's athletes. So, you may have grown a few inches by then, but see you down under. Crikey! Lucky you, it's... What? What? What's the big idea? Trivia on the 10. Swimming is one of the biggest events to watch at the Summer Olympics. But as you watch, you might notice that swimmers do something kind of strange before they jump in the pool. What is it? Is it A, they eat an orange, B, they put on a second bathing suit, or C, they slap themselves? Did you guess it? The answer is C. They slap themselves. You might notice some athletes slapping up and down their arms and across their chests before they dive into the water. That's because athletes and coaches are trying to increase the blood flow and warm up that part of their body. It's also a comforting pre-race routine for a lot of athletes who might be nervous before their event. Just don't slap too hard. Ow! Time is up. But before we sign off, we have some more trivia for you. We've got 10 super important questions we would love for you tenors to answer. So before the end of the month, grab a grown-up and click on the link in our show notes to participate in our listener survey. We'd love to hear about how you think we're doing and what you want to hear more of on the 10 News. And bonus, participants will be entered into a raffle to win an Amazon gift card. Woohoo! Now, here's a quick note for the grown-ups. Thanks for listening to the 10 News. Look out for new episodes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and extras on Saturdays. You can go deeper into today's stories by visiting the10news.com. The 10 News is a co-production of Small But Mighty Media and Next Chapter Podcasts and is distributed by iHeartRadio. The Tenu's creative team is working on their backstroke and includes Kate Hale, Tracy Crooks, Pete Musto, and Andrew Hall. Kenny Curtis contributed to this episode. Our production director is Jeremiah Tittle, and our executive producers are Donald Albright and show creator Tracy Leeds Kaplan. 
I'm Bethany Van Delft, and thanks for listening to The 10 News. So what do you think? If I put on my own medal, will that count? Going for gold.